Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. I am the tail fin locomotive. You can polish my chrome so clean. We can fly off into the sunset together A rusty old American dream Still running A rusty old American dream Let us hear your car care questions for Dan Burns from Lloyd's Automotive. Dan is an ASC certified technician at Lloyd's. Good morning, Dan. Good morning, Danny. How are you doing and how are things at Lloyd's? Well, I personally am doing great. Thank you. Had a had a busy week, uh, worked hard, and uh, things at Lloyd's are just that, busy, and, and uh, there's lots to do, that's for sure. Yeah, things are, things are humming, uh, and I know that uh, you and all the folks at Lloyd's are taking the holiday off, of course, on Monday. But um, if you have, uh, you meaning our listeners, if you uh, need to bring in your vehicle for service at your favorite dealer, your favorite shop, uh, for many years, Dan has helped you uh, have some idea of what might be wrong uh, ailing that uh, vehicle before you bring it in. Always good to know, you know, have that uh, more information rather than less. So if you have an issue with your vehicle and you want to know what the heck could be wrong with it, uh, give Dan a call or a text on the Cities One Plumbing Talk or text line, and that is 651 9226. Again, 651-461-9226. And if you do have any kind of a car care question, the, the earlier the better. Dan takes his leave about 745, making way for Jack Farrell's wine chat. So so don't wait. Dan is going to be with us for a little over a half hour now. So any kind of you don't have to be a motorhead either. Right, Dan? I mean, we do have professionals uh, such as yourself I, that listen to the show. But you don't, you know, if you drive and you have problems, you can call or text Dan. I was looking at uh, an article, Dan, about uh, tire wear. I don't have that in front of me now. I should have brought it in. Uh, and the various types of tire wear, which you know, of course. Uh, maybe you could give us kind of a, a little a thumbnail sketch of uh, what what type of uh, uh, tire wear and what does it mean? Well, you know, tire wear is normal. The, the, your tires are going to wear out. That's uh, They're a, a, a piece of rubber rubbing <clears throat> against a... Uh, concrete surface or, or asphalt surface and they're going to wear out. So tire wear is normal and not something to be a, concerned about. Premature tire wear or ab tire or abnormal tire wear is something to be uh, aware of. And, you know, if your tires are wearing out much faster 
than you think they should or they used to, then uh, it's time to have your car checked and to have the uh, brand of tires or the type of tires that you're putting on your car checked. And and, uh, if you're having abnormal tire wear, then for sure there's something going on with the car. And by abnormal tire wear, I mean that the tire is not wearing evenly across the the whole tread of the tire, uh, you know, evenly and smoothly. Uh, when something else is going on, if it's wearing way more on one side or the other, or if it's getting a chopped look to it, then there's something going on with the car. And there's something going on with either your steering or suspension system. And you need to have it checked. And that's one of the indicators that we use to uh, see if we would recommend having your vehicle, for example, have an alignment. If your tires aren't wearing wear or aren't wearing properly, then there's a good chance that you're, that all four tires are not perfectly aligned. And uh, that's what's causing that type of tire wear. And beyond that, Denny, as you know, uh, everybody's really concerned about fuel economy and the price of gas and all that. Oh, yeah. If you're wearing out your tires, you're also not getting your most efficient uh, gas mileage because the tires aren't going down the roads straight and, and smoothly. And so you need to look at that. And if you get that, that really chopped look on your tires, uh, again, there's two things that it could be. One is that you're, you should look at your suspension, your shocks and struts, things like that. Be sure that they're okay. And then the other thing is some brands of tires or styles of tires uh, just have more, uh, you know, that chopped look happens to them more often just because of the way the tires are. And if if somebody wants, they, they don't know, I said, I don't know if my tires are good. I, I suppose would be a good idea, might be, is uh, when you get your oil changed, uh, like good shops like yours, uh, you'll always check that, uh, the tires. Oh, too. absolutely. That's yeah. one of the things that we, you know, on, on an oil change, I, I measure every tire and write it on the work ticket uh, to see, you know, so that we can keep track of, in, in our records of of your tire wear and uh, how that's going. And that's one of the things that you'll see in your maintenance schedules. The manufacturer recommends rotating your tires uh, quite often, actually. And the reason that they do that is so that they continue to wear smooth all the way across. Absolutely. Good deal. Uh, We have uh, callers. We have texters, Dan. So wear smooth all the way across. Absolutely. Good deal. Uh, we have uh, callers. We have texters, Dan. So let's uh, get to it. I think Chris is calling in from Buffalo uh, this morning. I do believe, Chris. Thank you. Uh, what is your question for Dan? Yeah. Good morning. Um, I've got a 2010 Dodge Grand Caravan minivan, and uh, the indicator light on the dash is the Electronic Stability Program or Traction Control System. That light comes on once in a while on dry pavement. Uh, just in town, uh, you almost like you lose your power steering, uh, but you're able to pull over the side of the road. Uh, the engine doesn't cut off or anything, but we turn it off and restart it. It seems to go away. It did it once about a year ago, and now it's happened like twice in the last maybe 30, 40 days. So just wondering what could be the issue with that. It looks like it should be like just if wet pavement or snowy or slippery, but this is happening on dry pavement. Yeah. Well, the reason that the light 
is coming on is to warn you that uh, there's something going on with the system. And the fact that the light has come on would mean that there's a really good chance that there's a, a diagnostic trouble code that's stored in the computer of that system. And uh, we would be able to retrieve that. And that would give us some direction as to what's going on or, or why it's happening. You know, there's a whole bunch of things that could cause that. And those systems are all interrelated. And they actually communicate on a common line. And uh, so it's it's really funny how, you know, one system that seems has not have nothing to do with the car can cause problems in a different system that... that uh, that don't seem, you know, it doesn't seem right that, that uh, that's where the trouble is, but that's the way it goes sometimes. So the, the real place to start is to bring it in and have that diagnosis done on it, see where the problem's, you know, happening, uh, see what happened when that light was on, and, uh, and then they'll know where to go from there. Okay. Before we break, let's uh, grab another phone call before we get too far behind here. Uh, Blaine calling in from Stillwater this morning. Blaine, what is your question? Hi, I have a uh, 2009 Toyota Camry, and about uh, two weeks ago, my VSD system was on, or there was an indicator light that said it was on. Uh, there was an ABS light, and I brought it in, and they said it was a wiring malfunction. And then yesterday, when I was going to the fair, my it just, my car just died. Well, that all makes sense that there's some wiring malfunction that's going on and uh, certainly would cause that. And I think just like the previous caller, uh, the fact that you had lights uh, coming on is an indicator that would that would tell you that that something's going on in a particular system. That's a good place to start. If the car... Uh, if you were not able to restart the car in some ways, that's a good thing because then we'll be able to do some diagnostics on that while it's acting up and figure out what's missing. Is it missing spark? Is it missing fuel? Is it, uh, is it a sensor? Is it, uh, is it input to the computers that's causing the trouble? There's all, you know, a whole bunch of things that can cause that, but, but, uh, while the car didn't restart, from a technician standpoint, that would be a good thing so that we can we can do some diagnostics on it when it's in its broken state. All right. Tell you what, let's take a quick break. We have uh, more uh, more questions to get answered here on our CCO Car Care Show every Saturday here in the 7 o'clock hour, 651-461-9226. How about this, Dan? We've moved to 59 degrees, <laughs> back into the 50s. This morning, going to be some cool nights uh, straight ahead. We'll check out that forecast in a matter of minutes here. Stay with us on News Talk 830 WCCO. Hey, good morning. Welcome back to CCO's Car Care Show around every Saturday in the 7 o'clock hour. Denny Long here along with uh, ASC certified technician Dan Burns who hangs out at a place called Lloyd's Automotive in St. Paul. Exactly where, Dan, do you uh, hang your hat there? <laughs> I hang my toolbox. It's, your toolbox, uh, yeah. yeah. It's exactly at 982 Grand Avenue in St. Paul, which is right between Lexington and Victoria. You can find us on the web, of course, at lloydsautomotive.net, L-L-O-Y-D-S, lloydsautomotive.net, or give a call. The phone number is 651 228 
1316. And we'll get you that phone number before Dan leaves us, which is just ahead of 745 this morning. Uh, our phone number is also our text number, 651-461-9226. We have plenty of text messages as well, Dan. Here's one. Uh, it said, good morning. My uh, 2012 Ford Escape has a stuck caliper. Can a caliper be repaired or is, is replacing required? Uh, they can often be repaired. Oftentimes, if the caliper's stuck, it's not the, not the piston that the hydraulic fluid runs. Oftentimes, when they're stuck, it's in the uh, slides that the caliper moves on. Uh, the caliper needs to move freely on those slides, and oftentimes the slides get rusty and causes them not to uh, not to slide anymore. Many times we're able to get that freed up and sometimes put new bushings in those calipers and uh, lubricate them well and save the caliper. So there's a good chance that you're going to be able to do that. Okay. This next one reminds me of the, uh, the Explorer that Tony used to drive. Uh, texter says, I have a 1997 Ford Explorer, about 150,000 miles on it. It won't start and run. It fires but won't continue to run. Uh, the crank position sensor or fuel pump could it be? And how would you test for this problem? Yeah, well, there's two tests that you would need to do to get started. One is see if it's uh, if there's if it has spark at the spark plug and if it does, I assume it does because it's firing. But if it does, then switch to the fuel side, and uh, you'll have to have a fuel pressure gauge of some sort. Test and see if you have fuel pressure, and I suspect that you don't or it's low. And uh, and then you'll have to do some diagnostics from there to decide if the fuel pump has power and ground and is capable of working. And uh, if it does have power and ground, is capable of working, and there's no fuel pressure, then the fuel pump will have to be replaced. But that's just an example of what the diagnostics process would be if it's not if there's no spark, then you'd have you know it'd be a whole another uh, uh, path that you would go down. Or for example, if the timing is off, if uh, something's happened mechanically in the engine, if you have both fuel pressure and spark, and and maybe there's something going on mechanically in the engine that would cause it not to start. So, but. At any rate, you have to get started on the process of diagnosis, diagnostics, and keep narrow, narrowing it down until you zero in on the on the problem. Okay, we uh, talked. To, we were talking tires when we first opened up the show today. This the texter says, and you're going to have to help me with this. Uh, what is your take on directional tires versus non-directional? One better than the other? I, I'm out of context. I'm, I'm guessing what this means tread-wise, but is that yeah. right? Yeah, the tire is designed to go down the road in one direction. So in other words, on the left side of the car, the tires are pointing one way on the right way or on the right right side of the tire, not pointing but facing the outside of the tire is one way. And on the right side, the outside of the tire is also that way. Hmm. And so going down the road, they, they have to be going in that direction or they're not uh, going the way that the tire was designed. And it's pretty common. And, you know, I don't have a strong opinion about whether they're better or not. They're quite common. We, you know, we see a lot of tires that are directional, and it just has to do with the way the manufacturer uh, engineered the tread um, to work with that tire, and, and that's what they did. And uh, 
They, of course, did all sorts of testing to prove that that's what they wanted to do with that tire because, you know, that I mean, you wouldn't do it just for the fun of it, <laughs> make them directional. Uh, but they're quite common, and, and, uh, and I think they're fine. Okay. Before we look at our forecast, another tester says, uh, 1998 Chef Silverado, I'm having to add antifreeze often, and white smoke comes out of the exhaust. It has over 200,000 miles on it. What do you think? Well, there's obviously the antifreeze, if it's not dripping on the ground and the white smoke's coming out of the exhaust, then it's burning the antifreeze. And there's a number of places that it could be, and on that particular vehicle, it would not be uncommon if it was having trouble with the intake manifold, if the if the uh, coolant was entering the engine from the intake manifold. But that's something that would have to be diagnosed and checked uh, to find out where it's where the coolant is coming from a, a manifold, but that's something that would have to be diagnosed and checked uh, to find out where it's where the coolant is coming from. A, a, a you know a more serious problem would be if the coolant's entering the engine from the cylinder head gasket or from a cracked cylinder head or something like that. Mm-hmm. Then it would get to be a bigger deal. Tough one. All right, hang on, Dan. Uh, we have uh, some uh, minutes to remaining in the show. Six five one four six one nine two two six. That's the city's one uh, plumbing talk and text line for your questions for Dan. So, uh, hang in there. We're going to take a break and have a look at that forecast, and be right back here on News Talk eight three zero. This is WCCO. And a good Saturday morning to you on this Labor Day weekend. Denny Long here in the midst of our car care show on CCO with uh, Dan Burns, ASE Certified Tech at Lloyd's Automotive in St. Paul. Dan, we have a bunch of text messages uh, remaining. Let's uh, see if we can go ahead. Plus, uh, let's grab a phone call from Paul right now, who's calling in from uh, White Bear Lake. Thanks for waiting, Paul. What is your question for Dan? Um, I have a F-150 um, Ford 2005, and... My overdrive has gone out, and so when it gets to fourth gear, it just goes, like, to a neutral, and I have to turn my overdrive off to get it to function in the, so I can at least drive it at 55. Is that a total rebuild, or is that something that's uh, (coughs) an electronic part, or? Well, when you were, I was okay with it all. <clears throat> that it would be an electronic part until you, until you told me that when it goes into overdrive, it goes into neutral. And uh, that's probably bad news, meaning that, yes, the transmission will need to be overhauled. Uh, you'll have to have it checked and to have that confirmed. But it sounds like electronically it's shifting into overdrive, but mechanically there's nothing there for it to shift into. So... I, uh, I, I I was encouraged by your question until you got to the part where you said it goes into neutral. If it didn't go in, you know, if if, if the switch didn't work, for example, uh, like if you couldn't shut it off, then uh, then I would be hopeful that it would be something electronic. But I don't think from your description that that's good news. No, that's too bad. All right, thank you, Paul. Appreciate it. Uh, here is a 2011 Lexus RX350. Alarms go off for key detected in the vehicle and back door open. There's no extra key in the vehicle and the back door is closed. Is there an adjustment for that? Yeah, I, uh, maybe a switch or something like that. I, I, I'm not sure what the key part is about, but if it's uh, 
telling you that a back door is open and the back door is indeed closed tight, then uh, I think one of the sensors or the, the little micro switches is not reading correctly or is stuck in a position and, uh, and that'll need to be replaced or repaired. And so, uh, uh, yeah, I think you'll I think you'll have to bring that in and get some help on that okay. probably. Tire question: Could you please talk about cup tires and do they make a noise? They do make a noise. They sound like a snow tire <clears throat> going down the road, or maybe even like you have a bad wheel bearing. Uh, <clears throat> it's confusing the sound as you're driving down the road because it's very similar to a wheel bearing. So we have to be careful about that ourselves. Whether it's a whether it's tire noise or whether it's a bearing noise. Um, but uh, <clears throat> cup tires, you know, will, will sound like uh, snow tires going down the road or, or like I said, a, a wheel bearing. And it's caused by either the tires weren't rotated, you know, for way too long uh, to keep that cup pattern from from starting. Once it starts, it's hard to get that out of a tire. But... But it, that's why you ro- rotate tires frequently so that that cupped pattern doesn't start. And uh, and like I say, if it's uh, if it's cupped and all of your suspension is good, then uh, if you replace the tires, that'll take care of it. See if we can grab a couple more text messages before we uh, say goodbye. Uh, received an engine display. This is a 2014 Ford Escape. It said engine fault service now. It could it be a turbo booster issue? What do you think? Yeah, it could be any of hundreds of things, oh. Danny. As you know, that check engine light means everything, <laughs> and and well, I mean, actually, it means nothing because uh, uh, it doesn't do anything to tell you what's going on. It just tells you that there's a problem. And so, if you bring that in uh, to your shop, they'll quickly diagnose or quickly scan that and find what it's about. Uh, turbo wouldn't be my first thought, but uh, you know, if you're been having trouble with your turbos, then uh, that certainly could be what it is. That A bad turbo would certainly turn on the check engine light. Okay. One last quick question, Dan. What is a responsible way for do-it-yourselfers to get rid of used antifreeze? Bring it to well, your local hazardous waste place, I suppose. Huh? You can. You can certainly bring it to your, your hazardous waste place. You can, you can uh, bring it to a car repair shop, and they'll dispose of it properly. And uh, that's, those are probably your best options. Yeah, very good. How do we get in touch with you guys at Lloyd's? And then we'll have another show next week. Uh, what, what do you think? How do we get in touch with you? Guys? Come on over. That's the best way. We are at 982 Grand Avenue uh, in St. Paul. You can find us on the web at lloydsautomotive.net, L-L-O-Y-D-S, lloydsautomotive.net. Or give a call next week at 651-228-1316. Daniel, thank you so much. Have a safe rest of the Labor Day weekend, and we'll talk to you next Saturday. Sounds good. Thanks, Danny. Very good. Dan Burns from Lloyd's Automotive. Jack Farrell straight ahead with his wine chat, and then get those lawn and garden questions ready in the 8 o'clock hour, our Smart Garden Show. That follows here on News Talk 830 W. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular-season game on your favorite streaming devices, anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.